welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. I'm so glad that all of you are joining us as we're recording live from Austin, Texas. And with me in our studio today is none other than Mrs. Katie Sass, a.k.a. Ava's mom. So glad to have you here. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. And also with me is uh, our fearless intern. Hello. <laughs> Her. Interns don't get named. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Intern, yeah, so Jacob Lalden, who actually preached the message from this last Sunday. How'd you feel about that? I loved it. And I got to tell you, man, God really showed up that morning. How so? Uh, Well, I was terrified. (laughs) um, You did a great job. You really did. I I was thoroughly impressed. Well, thanks. I, that's I hard to do because she is, has high standard of preaching and like mm-hmm. decorum and all the things. That's right. Critical, yeah, why she, she comes here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I got to say, so the the verse that really helped me and kind of walked me through it was Isaiah twenty six three. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so I just I was like, all right, don't think about the people, don't think about being on stage, don't think about standing up there and just. Standing staring at everyone with a, a blank face because you forgot everything that you <laughs> were going to say. <laughs> and just think about Jesus and how much you love him. And yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool to like see that verse come to fruition. And I accidentally memorized it just by like reading it over and over. That's good. Okay, that's awesome. well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. For, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what you talked about here in a second. But I do need an update from Mrs. Katie Sass of... Uh, from Amber, uh, if, if you've been following along the story, uh, Amber is a, a woman that Katie Sass met through the Peanut app, which is, you know, for those who have small children, little it's, peanuts. It's basically like, uh, what's the date? Tinder. Yeah, it's Tinder Or Hinge. <laughs> yeah, Tinder for moms. Like, you know, moms need a friend and boom, friends. Yeah. So you met her on, on Peanut. G- give us a little backstory and then tell us where we currently are. So she's a mom that I met a couple, probably a year and a half ago. And um, my daughter and her son were like a month apart. So we instantly kind of clicked and she's not a believer. And so I had more motivation to spend time with her. And then three months after we met and got to know each other, um, her son passed away at 17 months. And I decided, I said, you know what, God, you put her in my life for a reason. And I'm going to continue being friends with her because this is a tragedy. And I just feel like this is, this is bizarre, but Mm. also there's purpose in it. Mm. And so, um, she is on her, her, well, uh, how do I phrase this? So she got pregnant shortly after her son's passing and Mm. then had a miscarriage Mm. and then got pregnant again and is now 34 weeks. Um, but the only bummer is, is that she went into labor early, um, and she's in the hospital. They were able to slow down the labor. I don't really know how that works, um, but she she was in labor and now she's not. Um, and so she's still in the hospital. So she'll probably give birth probably in the in the next week or so. And so her son will be in the NICU. Oh. Um, which Gunner, her first son, was in the NICU too. He came at thirty four weeks. So she, this isn't a surprise for her okay. that her second. Uh, pregnancy, well, her third pregnancy is going to be early too. So, um, yeah. So just praying that Porter, her son's name, um, is going to be Porter Lane. Porter. Yeah. It's cute. I like it. When I think of a Porter, I think of like a 
a waiter or somebody who's like carrying food. Uh, Order or no? Is that what is that what the porter is? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. But yeah. So just pray that he is safe, that she is safe, and all is well. Okay, we will definitely be praying for that. Is there any? You know, this is the one thing that. Uh, the big question I always have is like, how much can the church do? Can we like send like flowers over there or, you know? Um, oh yeah. I I was actually thinking about that. Like that would be really fun to, I don't know, whoever feels led to donate to flowers or some sort of gift um, for how, them. Yeah. How could we, let, let, you know what? Maybe just, if you would just text in 737-231-0605, we would love to figure out a way for you to help support Amber in this time and, and just really kind of share the love of Jesus. Uh, I think we'll, I think as a church, we'll, we'll definitely do something and whatever you guys want to add to that, we'd love to add yeah. to it. So yeah. <clears throat> we'll probably send some flowers over and send some, what, whatever she would like yeah. and love around that way. Okay. Yeah. Porter is not actually food. It's luggage that carried luggage around. Anyway. Oh, did you uh, Google it? I did. I was, like, did. I was like, Porter, that's not food. It's, anyway. There was a, uh, a beer bar in East Atlanta called The Porter and it had the best beers ever. <laughs> they like, they like wow. imported things from well, all over the country. And what a significant name. Yeah, you know. Right? So speaking of um, Atlanta and beers, uh, there was a time when you were a drug dealer. That's right. And uh, that's what you talked about this past Sunday is that you had a background in dealing drugs, which got you to a place where you're like, how did I get myself here? And it wasn't like you didn't know better. You were a believer in Jesus as your savior, you just weren't really thrilled about making him king of your life. Yeah, I was like all for doing what I wanted to do and like seeing what this world had to offer and taking it all for myself and being my own boss because I thought I was just so clever and I was going to break the system. Man, since I was a kid, I was always trying to like break the system. And I was like, I, I can make money way better than anyone else can. And so I did. I was making way more money than my parents, than most <laughs> parents. <laughs> I was like, I did it. And then everything came crashing down. Oh, man. So Internally. Yeah, so what we talked about on, on Sunday was, or at least what you talked about, was that facing um, or, or doing God's will in the flesh versus doing God's will in the spirit and how obviously Jesus fulfilled that for us. But, but talk to me how, and, and Katie, this is where I want you to jump in. Like, how do we as Christians try to fulfill God's will in the flesh? Yeah, so for me, it looks like um, pride. You, you know, I don't, I don't reach out and say, I need help because I think I can do it on my own. And what do, what do you mean and by so, need help doing what? Yeah, so need help submitting to God's will. So, you know, he tells us... Um, you know, don't have premarital sex. Don't don't uh, participate in anything anything sexual outside of marriage. And so maybe yeah, that's uh, a challenge. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it definitely is. And so maybe you're trying to uh, be in a relationship with your significant other, not married, and you're like, well, we'll move in together. We'll spend the night at each other's house. We'll live together, and we just won't have sex. And we right. just uh, won't break those boundaries. I'm like. Yeah. That just doesn't ever work. Like, when do you put a guy and a girl in the same bed and, like, they just, like, consistently don't sleep together? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. What about you, Katie? When have you, and you can use your own life or not, but when do you see people trying to do God's will? And maybe that's, hey, I know God's will for me is to get married. And so then they, they operate in the flesh by marrying somebody outside of God's will. Does that make sense? Like, how do you, how have you seen, and it's like evangelism dating? Oh, Mm. give it to me. What do you mean? 
Well, that convert. just what you said made me think of like whenever people marry others that are not believers, right? They're thinking, oh, well, I can save them. Yeah. Like, I did you? I you didn't ever go through that phase, though. No, no. Why not? I didn't want to deal with that. Like, how did? But how did you know? Because you were twenty. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you have the maturity not to even look for a non-Christian? I just wasn't even thinking about dating. Hmm. Like, I was. You just, were not thinking about dating. I was a disaster. You were, but I mean, you, I had crushes. Okay. I had crushes. I mean, I could talk. I, I could name one person. <laughs> okay, we don't have to. Um, <laughs> we don't have to go down memory lane. Um, it's so, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> fun. So, All right, go ahead. Back to the point of this <laughs> podcast. So, um, so I was a hot mess. I was not thinking about dating, right? But I'm still a human, yeah. And so I had crushes on guys, but I knew that I was a disaster. And so, um, whenever how did they, you know that? Was it? I mean, like I'm. A, you would think to yourself, I'm a disaster, or would somebody say, Hey, Katie, you're a disaster. I just kind of felt like, I don't think I'm ready to date. Like I even, that was one of my prayers mm. is that God would not bring anyone into my life until it was time. Okay. And cause I didn't want to just like date around. Like I really was serious about, okay, if I'm going to date someone that I want it to eventually turn into marriage, I don't right. want to just. And so that was one of my big prayers is that God, until God knew that I was ready to date because before before being a Christian, like I was, I self control. I was like, yeah, I just want to like have sex with whoever I want, and I want to make out with whoever I want, and like. So then, when I became a Christian, and I, I was told you have to wait until you're married to have sex, I was like, what the actual frick? <laughs> and so I knew I was like, I don't think like until I was so serious. Okay, like I knew that until I. God knew that I was ready, and it, I feel like I'm like a broken record right now. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into something that I didn't feel prepared for. Okay. So, but then so what basically, evangelizing. Evangelizing. <laughs> um, I want to do God's will, but in my own way. Right. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, and you talked about that on Sunday, Jacob. So, you know, I want to get married, and even though. It's so obvious that this is not the person for you. Right. You see this as an opportunity to look like a savior and to date someone that you know doesn't love Jesus, but in hopes that it will turn into a marriage that thrives. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one example. You want to hear my example of this? Yeah. So, (laughs) y'all are going to get a kick out of this. When I was selling drugs, I met this girl. (laughs) Uh, and at uh, the time, uh. I paid her no attention, but she just kept on <laughs> showing up and asked if she could, like, spend the night and then to catch a flight out to a Colorado from Atlanta. Right. I was like, all right, sure. Eventually, we start dating, and, you know, I was, I was selling drugs, and she was an OnlyFans girl. And so she was They like, had OnlyFans back then? Is it that old? I'm 25, and this was when I was, like— We're talking, like, two years ago. 21. <laughs> Four years ago, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was— Oh, I thought it was new. Anyways. <laughs> so she's like in this like online sex worker world and I'm selling drugs. So like, what do I care about those men? What a perfect match. What a perfect match, right? <laughs> and yet like, like I'm, I'm Christian and 
<laughs> Did you not know what OnlyFans is? I have never is? heard of OnlyFans. Oh only my fans. gosh, we should have told him not to Google this. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> I didn't right. know you didn't know what it was. I, I, how am I supposed to know OnlyFans? <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't Google, yeah, don't uh, Google OnlyFans. But anyways, anyways, anyways. So <laughs> we stay together. I don't care what, like, whatsoever as long as she's not, like, seeing anyone and, and in person because that would just be, like, yeah, anyways. And so I'm just, like, as, as time goes on and she moves in from North Carolina to Georgia, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, oh, I know. I was thinking, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be sober. This girl is going to be a Christian. I'm going to convert her. I'll uh, have a job, wife, kids. and like. Well, you were getting high. Out. Oh, yeah. Like, every day. Well, and she's an OnlyFans girl. And she was an OnlyFans girl. All right, so don't Google <laughs> it, but it's apparently, like, where you're just posting really... Lewd pictures of yourself. It's online prostitution. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you don't just post pics. You can like... You can record videos of yourself doing things. Oh. Like, what kind of like things? Okay, can we I'm, not... I'm just, I just don't know. I'm just like, what kind of things? Use your imagination. Okay. No, don't wow. use your imagination. So So do you pay to join? Okay, I guess I don't even yeah. know. Anyways, it's anyways. Like Instagram so where you can I like, was, follow. My I cousin was like, does it. Clearly, this is not God's will for me. <laughs> like... There's nothing about this that God's saying, like, dude, great job. Like, I'm so glad that you're you're following me here. Um, yeah, but, like, I was just so convinced that, like, no, 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 I, I can make this work. And after, like, two years and just, like, a whole bunch of, like, back and forth and fighting and nonsense, I was like, crap. My life, this girl burnt my, I mean, I did it myself, but she helped me burn my life to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wait, so... I mean, God did want to help her. Is this her the one that you. became a stripper? Yeah. Oh, and so get this. So, so she wanted me to go to rehab so badly. Now, I didn't go when she asked me to. Man. It, Wait. Why did story. she want you to go to rehab? Was she trying to change her life too? Well, yeah, because we started a dating, and she didn't even really want anything to do with God. And then she was like, "Okay, well." So, like, like, while you're, like, wanting to go to church and stuff and sell drugs, of course, yeah. she's going to the strip club and, like, making some extra money. No, no, no. So, so when I went to a, a rehab, we were completely broken up at this point, but, but oh. we still talked. Of course. Um, yeah. Oh, and wait, I remember a, this. It's a great combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I was and like, so, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm, like, a, a completely, like, a, a separated from her. Like, we're going our own a separate way, but we still talk. But you thought we, maybe there's hope. Is that what you were thinking? Uh, because why else or, would you still be yeah, talking? Yeah, why to would yeah, you yeah. stay? Like, like, yeah, we were so codependent about, yeah, okay. on each other. Okay, it was, it was brutal. Mm-hmm. But any so right. So a, a part of me is still like, well, this could maybe work. No one has ever cared for me like she did. Just a bunch of nonsense because she just wanted me to get sober so that we could be happy together. Anyways, that was never gonna happen. I go to rehab <laughs> and she is like, and like she couldn't like contact me. She would like write me letters and like. The, a facility would keep them and they're like, well, this isn't good for him. And so I get out and find out, oh, when I went to rehab, she went to the strip club and became a stripper. And then after like a month or two and like I was here at, at Wells Branch, I was like, all right, I just have to cut ties completely. Like nothing good is coming of this. That was really wise. Yeah. And, and, and so that only <laughs> happened once I like started like looking to a submit and like actually like a listening Did you to tell what, me at the time that she was a stripper at at your men's group like yeah that's right 2 yeah. years ago that's yeah, right yeah. that's right and i was like 
Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, my ex-girlfriend, who's now a stripper, really wants to come to Austin, Texas and, like, meet all y'all. Oh, <laughs> like, meet my friends and stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. No. That's right. I do remember Not that. because you're, like, ashamed of her. Like, not because it's like, oh, she's shameful, but because no, if you would be tempted. Well, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Where's she going to stay? My room. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't need her coming Great. down. And there's just, oh, it would have been a mess. Purest of intentions. <laughs> yeah. What a sweet, naive boy. Oh, right? Gosh. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so that's operating in the flesh. That's operating yeah. in, in the flesh, yeah. <laughs> all right, and, uh, let's go into non-stripper world for a moment. Like, this, what, the way I've seen this happen probably whenever I do marriage counseling or, or in my own marriage is, like, what you can do is, like, you want your marriage to be happy or you want it to be functional or you want it to be healthy, and so you control by, I'm going to leave out certain details, I'm going to make sure she doesn't know or make sure she does know, you know, wh- whichever direction you want to go with that, make sure he knows how wrong he is, make sure he doesn't know what I said to this other guy. And what happens, you can kind of control because you want everything to be happy. And what it does is it uh, it allows for the happiness to be under your control, which for probably a conversation works really well. But over time that builds up and you're having to maintain control of what mm-hmm. that person sees, does, or whatever. And over time you're going to start withering. Yeah. You can't maintain that kind of life. You're going to start falling apart. Right. Right. So anyway, uh, that, so, man, that was, yeah, don't, op, so operate in the spirit then. I, I Actually, this came up last night as uh, we were at our men's group talking about a, a guy wanted to get, he didn't want to get married, but he didn't want to stop having sex. You know, it was like the classic mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. And so what, I, what we said is like, at some point, you, you know, the way you know God's will is God's word, God's spirit, God's people. And sometimes what happens, we get God's spirit, we're like, okay, is it me or is it God? You know, in this situation, right? Because you can't really tell sometimes. And then you go, and then that's when you start searching God's word and you're like, I'm going to find the loophole. But then as yeah. soon as you bring it up to God's people and you say something like, well, she's a stripper who's really going to turn around. And everyone's like, <laughs> it's possible. But man, that doesn't seem like the wise thing to do, right? Or, yeah. or whatever the thing is, like it's usually when you say it out loud in front of other believers who have the Holy Spirit, who know God's word, they can kind of look at you and go, mm. and, and then you're like, yeah, I know, saying it out loud. You know, when you say it out loud or you bring God into it, of course, you know. But there's, there's parts of it where I think just we are afraid to give up control mm-hmm. and bring other people in and this is where we use the excuse of church hurt or, you know, the church people just want to control my life or you know, bring in the church issue. Mm-hmm. But I think what it really is, is I don't want to mm-hmm. do what God wants me to do. I'm afraid that if I bring this up, I won't be able to do what I want. And it can also look like trying to fix ourselves or like fix our own problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like, I don't know, what I really saw in this, just like in in the sermon and in my own life is like, I don't get anywhere unless I say like, okay, I need help. I might even help. I might even need help like understanding and discerning what God's will is for me. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when I just like try to do it on my own, cause I'm so afraid of what other people are going to think of me. And I just have to look good from the outside and I have to have it all figured out. And I'm weak if I can't figure this out. Well, I miss the mark every time and like right. end up doing like my will out of my flesh or trying to do God's will out of my flesh and like I just flounder. Right. All right. So I do have a uh, kind of shifting. Uh, there was a question from the podcast that was directed at Mrs. Katie Sass. Ooh. All right. So here it is. Katie, question for you to answer. I'm not sure why, you know, it, it, during this came in through during the sermon. Uh, so I'm not sure why it was directed to, to Katie when 
Jacob was preaching, but that's okay. Should we stop saying we aren't Jesus? He was perfect. We're not perfect. Does that make it sound like we're giving ourselves an excuse to not strive to be like Christ and excuse our sins? I would think if we stop saying, I'm not perfect, and saying, I strive to be more like Christ daily, that would change our mindset instead of an excuse, I'm not perfect. I think, let me try and rephrase it. Let me rephrase it. because I think It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's more like, stop saying, I'm not perfect. Everyone knows you're not perfect, but when you sort of like, when you put the standard at Jesus, well, that makes it, unattainable. But if you put this, mm-hmm. st- maybe you say like, I'm awful, but I'm going to try and do my best today. Uh, that gives you sort of like a goal that's attainable to shoot for, as opposed to just making the excuse, well, I'm not perfect. What do you want from me? Yeah. Well, I think it has to do with the intention of the heart. So saying I'm not perfect is an actual fact. And so it's not like, it's not like you're going, oh, I need to stop saying that. It's just, what are you, like, what are your intentions behind saying that? Because you could go, say you're in a fight with your husband or something, and, like... Do you have any examples of this? <laughs> I mean, I have plenty of fights, but yeah. I don't remember... If, if you ever said, well, I'm not perfect. Have you ever said that? Uh, Is that no, that's not really your line. No, I don't think, no, I don't think so. But, like, if I, were, if I were to say, well, I'm not perfect, what do you expect from me? Right. That, that is an excuse. Right. Because my, like, what I'm stating is a fact, but my intention is to deflect. Right, because I think what you're saying is like, what do you want from me? Oh, I want you to be repentant. I think, yeah. and maybe yeah. the better thing here, that the, instead of saying, I'm not perfect, I'm repentant, meaning like you're going to mess up, mm-hmm. and so you need to always be making effort to make amends. Uh, for what your screw-ups are. Because this is what the Bible says. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and yeah. the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us for sins yeah. and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Because I like, I mean, I totally get where this question is going, like making a mindset shift. Yeah. So like instead of saying, oh, I'm not perfect, right. I'm not Jesus, versus I'm trying to, I'm striving every day to be more like Christ. I'm going to operate like, in the spirit. Yeah, so like the mindset shift is something that I get, but I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting. So why do you think they chose you for this question? I don't know. I've, I don't know. What do you? I mean, clearly this person <laughs> wanted you to answer that. I mean, I, I just want to know what's behind that. I would love, I mean, I would love to. Yeah. Like, I'd love to know more. But Well, listen, if you would like to know more or if you've got more questions for Katie, you can text us at 737-231-0605. We would love to hear from you or go to pastorplek.com and leave us a message there. Hey, we have enjoyed uh, really getting to spend some time with you guys on recapping uh, this past week's sermon by none other than Jacob Lawlin. And Jacob, you're going to be preaching again in July. So if you liked what Yay. you got in March, come back in July. Or come back every week. There we go. Uh, But man, so grateful for that. Hey, listen, from our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship. Bye.